You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we continue here in off-season mode on the pod, which makes it all the more important that you subscribe to the show over on YouTube and you rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and all the other ones out there. You can find every single episode of Lockdown Panthers and all the podcast across the Locked On Podcast Network. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council or every single Friday. I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council or DM me over at Julian Council. And I'll get to your questions this upcoming Friday here on the show. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And we'll start off today's show by talking about Christian McCaffrey, who last time we saw this man healthy, back in 2019, he had a thousand yards receiving and a thousand yards rushing only the third time that's ever happened in the history of the National Football League Roger Craig did it back with the San Francisco 49ers and Marshall Falk did it for the greatest show on turf with the then St. Louis Rams and coincidentally this offseason Christian McCaffrey has spoken to Marshall Falk on several occasions trying to figure out how he could be the Iron Man type of player that Falk was for those great Rams teams as McCaffrey has dealt with injuries the last two seasons and that has coincided with Matt Rule going 10-23 and 23 in his first two years in Carolina and likely the poor quarterback play from both Sam Darnold and Teddy Bridgewater at large stints the last two seasons here in Carolina. And we've had plenty of conversations about Christian McCaffrey and the toll that's been on him, really the workload that he's had to take over. And if you look at where his career has been the last three seasons, I think all of it directly correlates with the poor quarterback play, and Chris McCaffrey having to carry so much of the load. 2019 came of the year with Cam Newton. We saw that Cam was not the same guy physically, especially in that Thursday night game in week two against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they called upon Christian in short yardage situations, when traditionally that had been Cam Newton. The rest of that season, where Christian was great, had a 1,000-1,000 receiving, wrote the 1,000-1,000 year, he had to deal with Kyle Allen as being his quarterback. Kyle Allen oftentimes checked down to Christian McCaffrey that led him to that point. There's a reason why very few guys have done that. Three, the thousand, thousand year. It's because they haven't been given that many opportunities. And also, you got to be pretty doggone good to do that. Then you go to 2020, when Christian was on the field with Teddy Bridgewater, saw the ball a ton of times. Then last season, the first two weeks of the year, Christian McCaffrey was targeted nine times in week one against the Jets and six times in week two against the Saints. He had 14 receptions through those two weeks. And if you add his rushing to- totals, those day, those touches those days, 21 and then 24, had 30 touches week one and 29 touches week two, 29 and a half touches in the first two weeks. And we were having that conversation after that. Okay, Panthers off 2-2-0 two two start, whooped up on the Saints and Jets. You feel good about that. But man, is this going to be sustainable? And well, it only took one half of that week three game on the road on Thursday night football against the Houston Texans to see that 
it very well was not sustainable after Christian McCaffrey missed time last year or the year prior, getting his ankle rolled up on in Tampa Bay, then having his shoulder pal driven into the turf there at Arrowhead, and then suffering a injury to his groin as he was trying to work back from those injuries. He just has had a, a lot of bad injury luck. And I don't necessarily blame that on him. He takes care of his body, does as best he can, and Marshall talked about how he needs to do and practice is take more mental reps. The team wants to give him rest that he needs to not be stubborn and take that. And we've seen so far the approach as Matt rules talked about. And so is Chris McCaffrey that the Panthers are trying to be as careful as they can be with him. Even after the first year of Matt rule here in 2020 last year during training camp and the preseason, we barely saw Christian McCaffrey. So he hadn't taken any hits and he came to the year and we're thinking, okay, he's gotten an opportunity. But then of course, as we talked about, we saw him take so much of a toll. But I get back to the quarterbacks. And Marshall Falk also said this. Quarterback play here in Carolina has not been good the last couple of seasons, which has meant the Carolina Panthers have been ultra-reliant on Christian McCaffrey. And Marshall Falk went on to say this. I think that he's experienced what's like to not have somebody at quarterback and what's required of you when you don't have somebody that's respect that quarterback. I hope that changes for him in a sense because if not, it's kind of like – when I was in Indianapolis, you become the focal point. And if that quarterback doesn't earn the respect of the defense, you're going to be limited at what you do in this league. You'll have some success, but you'll never have it at what's called having it easy. The backs you see that play with Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, you like, damn, why does it look so easy for them? Because they have quality quarterbacks, which we have not had here in Carolina over the last couple of seasons after Cam Newton went down in after week two there of the 2019 season. So it's been all Christian McCaffrey on this offense. And if you look at it, and we speak so many times about, okay, McCaffrey needs to be healthy for the Panthers in order to win. If you look at it, the team wasn't good in 2019. Was it McCaffrey's fault that they weren't winning? No, I think more so the quarterback play and also the defense wasn't very good. Then in 2020, defense wasn't great until the last couple weeks of the season, but also the quarterback play wasn't great. And McCaffrey missed plenty of time. And then last year, off to a great start. He gets injured. You want to say that if he's there, that Darnold has a better year, but the O-line, not good. And that pretty much derailed the season. Also with the quarterback, Sam Darnold not being great. But in games where the Carolina Panthers have had Chris McCaffrey healthy, and he's had 10-plus receptions, they're 2-9. and nine. He does not necessarily correlate. Like, his stat output does not correlate to win so far in his career. The only time he's ever won his career was in 2017. Who was playing quarterback pick in 2017? Cam Newton. And then when they were having success in the beginning of the 2018 season, when they were six and two, who was playing quarterback and healthy at that point in the, in the year? Cam Newton. It's just interesting how McCaffrey's injuries have directly cor correlated with bad quarterback play. Because as soon as the quarterback play was terrible, McCaffrey's workload went up and then he went down. So really for Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers want to protect him. They need to get him a quarterback. Could that be Matt Corral in the future? Very well. But how much time will McCaffrey have left if he once again is on the sideline this upcoming season? Can Sam Darnold figure it out? Or maybe will they go out there and finally bring in Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo as there's multiple reports still linking those two to the Carolina Panthers. And we'll get into those reports here in just a moment 
on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. As for the next couple weeks, all we got going on in the sports world is the MLB. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So can the Carolina Panthers truly protect Christian McCaffrey if they're having to rely on him to be the bulk of the offense because the quarterback play hasn't been great? And it's interesting when we have the conversation about, okay, if Sam would have had Christian, but Teddy would have Christian, then they would have had more success. And I certainly look at that with Sam Darnold. With Teddy Bridgewater, he still had four guys go over 1,000 yards from scrimmage that upcut that season. He was the same guy he had always been, but he got ran out of town by the owner. And, of course, there's plenty of fans that – didn't want to see Teddy Two Gloves here in Carolina. And instead, unfortunately, they had to settle for Sam Darnold, who statistically has been the worst starting quarterback since he's entered the National Football League. But there is some sort of hope, if there is at all, if you want to call it that, that maybe now up in McAdoo, that Sam Darnold could be better this upcoming season. But last year, a lot of it is you want to protect Christian McCaffrey. And I was saying this at the time, okay, it's fine if you want to give him 20 carries a game. I'm totally fine with that. But maybe tell the quarterback to stop targeting him nine times a game or six times a game. And yes, you want to do anything that you have it takes to win games. But the quarterback checking down because he can make, make plays down the field is a problem. And maybe you want to blame the wide receivers you want. Want to blame the offensive line for not giving you enough time. Okay, you fix the offensive line. Terrace Marshall now is healthy and everyone speaking his praises. You would think this would add up to... Christian McCaffrey not having to do everything this upcoming year. But still, Sam Darnold is the quarterback. And even Matt Corral's a young quarterback might be looking down to Christian McCaffrey to be a safety valve. And that's why Christian is there. And that's why he's such a great player. But you need your great players on the field, right? And do we really want to cut down his carries only 15 so that he can now receive the ball five, seven times a game? Like, I would rather have him get the 20, 25 touches per game than give 10 to 15 of them to Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman. Like in situations, goal line, please put Foreman in there. Go ahead. I'm sure fantasy owners won't love it as they want to get Chris McCaffrey in there. And fantasy owners haven't loved the last two years because McCaffrey hasn't been healthy. But when he is out there, he is spectacular. Well, one of the key things, though, is can he find a quarterback so that it's not all on him offensively to get things done for the Carolina Panthers? And the Panthers are still sitting here. With a couple weeks until training camp, they report on July 26th down to Spartanburg, South Carolina campus of Wofford College. They still are rolling with P.J. Walker, Matt Corral, and, of course, Sam Donald, the incumbent starting quarterback from last year. And there seems to be very little movement towards a resolution and potentially bringing in another quarterback. We've heard and we've talked plenty about Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, and the Browns are going to just – kind of go with Jacoby Reset if they're not going to have Deshaun Watson. And increasingly, it looks like that Watson will be out at least a season, maybe indefinitely. Who knows how that's going on as apparently his camp's negotiating what his punishment will be with the National Football League this upcoming season. But either way, Baker Mayfield's not going to play another down for the Cleveland Browns. The Browns don't want him. He doesn't want to be there. So why does he not get sent to a place 
that he can try and succeed at and set himself up for the future in 2023. Yes, it seems like much of the same for the Panthers to then start a third different quarterback in the third season of Matt Rule. But again, if you don't have that, that quarterback, you got to be in constant pursuit of him. Remember who said that? The owner, David Tepper, who's the reason why the Panthers are even in this situation today. But still, bringing in Baker Mayfield, as much as I don't love the idea of giving assets, is likely the best opportunity the Carolina Panthers have to complete for compete for a playoff spot this upcoming season. It's hard to place much faith in Sam Darnold. I'm someone who said I'm willing to give him a chance because, hell, I'd rather do that at points in time than give up the farm. Not even the farm, but to give up too much for a player who also might only be here for this upcoming season and then no future after that, I truly don't understand why Cleveland's waited so long. They're willing to pay half of his $18 million salary. The Panthers are saying that they don't want to pay more than three or $5 million of it. And I totally understand it when they already have the same amount of money on the roster at the quarterback position for Sam Darnold. And also when you look at Baker might not actually be the answer here. So why are they going to pay a ton of money for him? Very good question. And reasonable for anyone out there to ask. But when you think about the scenario where Seattle, also not in a great situation at quarterback with Drew Locke and Geno Smith there, and you can even, if you want to, count Jacob Eason, those three guys are their quarterback room. Can they really feel all that comfortable? Pete Carroll at age 71 with any of those three guys heading into the season, primarily Geno Smith, who's already proven back in New York, and everywhere he's been, that he's not that guy. And Drew Locke maybe didn't get enough of an opportunity in Denver. But either way, last out to Teddy Bridgewater, who the Broncos said goodbye. Let's go get Russell Wilson. Would you want to see Seattle then get Baker Mayfield? And Seattle, I, I don't know what their cap space situation is, but they've been a team that's interested. Apparently, Baker gets cut in signing him. Because, hey, you got an older coach, and all they've done is win up there in Seattle. Do they really want to go through? the quarterback wilderness, and they could still be there even with Baker Mayfield, and that's the same point I've made about the Carolina Panthers. That's the team you got to play this upcoming season. If you have, if it's Baker versus Sam Darnold, Seattle's going to have the advantage. It's already a game played in Seattle in an extremely loud environment. Why put yourself potentially behind the eight ball in those scenarios in that situation? Now, it's not just Baker. There's Jimmy Garoppolo in Rappaport was on the Pat McAfee show on Monday talking about what could happen with Jimmy G. He's very close to being able to throw. I just still don't look at him as a viable option. And while he's also, while Rapport's talking about that, the I am athlete podcast has Julian Edelman on there. And he's talking about back when Garoppolo was there in, in, um, in new England during the suspension for Tom Brady. And so was Jacoby Brissett, how Garoppolo wouldn't play with an injured non-throwing shoulder. And how that really ticked that team off as Jacoby Brissett's going out there, tearing a ligament in his thumb, and coming back the next week and starting again because Jimmy G, who practiced all week, just didn't feel good enough. And he was worried about his money and all that kind of stuff. So maybe you question his leadership there. Now, all you've heard is positive things come out of San Francisco. You saw his toughness and how, what he went through throughout the playoffs this last couple, this last season, but he's already been paid. So you wonder about that there. But still, I've kind of felt like maybe Garoppolo would be the best option had he been healthy. But the problem is he's not healthy. And the Carolina Panthers really want to put themselves in a situation where they're trading for a player, which, I mean, he has $26 million in his deal. They're not going to take that entire deal. They're going to have to figure something out there with San Francisco. But still, do they want to trade for someone who has a shoulder injury when they've already dealt with what happened with Cam and his body deteriorating here back in 2018 and 19 when David Tepper first took the job? And that's a big reason why they moved off the Cam and brought in Teddy Bridgewater. So do you want to go out there and get a quarterback who's never been an MVP? Yes, when he's been healthy, 
which has been a rarity, it feels like, a lot of times in San Francisco and even New England, the team has won. 49ers also have a good roster. And is it all Garoppolo? But when asked in the situation to go out there and get the job done, couldn't do it against Super, in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And then last year in the NFC title game, couldn't do it against the Rams. After having done it three weeks prior in that Week 18 game on the road there at SoFi Stadium to even get the 49ers in the playoffs. So I, I do think highly of Jimmy Garoppolo, more so than a lot of people do. But the point is to win a Super Bowl. He's probably not going to be that guy. But I, I think at the fir- at first, though, you got to at least have playoff experience and kind of build toward it. But at this point, though, Baker Mayfield seems like the best option. The Panthers are going to upgrade at quarterback. I'm just still sitting here wondering, like, when are they going to get the job, get this done? Because, guys, 4th of July is coming up. And it won't be too long until training camp after then. Like, four weeks. Get the guy a playbook. Because how can you reasonably expect somebody to come into training camp and learn the offense and compete at the same time? I don't know. That's just, just thoughts there. And if you want to help Christian McCaffrey out, Get somebody who can stretch the field. Get somebody who can hit multiple targets and not always look down and check down to him. Baker Mayfield's more that guy than Sam Darnold. Same thing even with Jimmy Garoppolo. But Garoppolo, the injuries, no thanks. Baker, guys, who cares? It's just money. <laughs> the cap isn't real, remember? Just find a way to make it happen because the fans deserve more than have Darnold and hope and pray that Matt Corral is savior. Well, one guy who was fantastic here in Carolina wasn't a savior per se, but he was amazing to watch over the course of his career here in Carolina is Luke Keekley. And guys, he is coming back home. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. I've had quite a few people ask me on the show during our weekly Friday mailbag, which again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and at me or DM me to participate on this Friday's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. But I've had people ask me about Luke Keekley, what his future is and whether he would ever come back here to Carolina. If we remember once he retired, he became a scout, didn't take any time off. Then after a year decided, ah, not for me, I'm going to take some time off. Then we saw him up hanging out in Buffalo, and I had people out there who were saying on Twitter, like, oh, no team alienates their greats like the Carolina Panthers. Or maybe it was, oh, Brandon Bean, I know that guy. Oh, and Sean McDermott used to be my DC. I know those people far better than I know the people that just took over here in Carolina, even though I did spend some time with them. But I haven't spent as much time as I have with the guys in Buffalo Nothing really all that strange about Luke Keekley going visiting some old friends up there in Buffalo, but still have people upset. And I had questions of, hey, would Luke be really good on TV? Well, he was on NFL Live filling in one time. He's getting kind of a tryout there with ESPN, and nothing, I think, has come over that since then. But still, Luke could do that. He could potentially be a GM one day. There's plenty of avenues that Luke Keekley could live his life and stay close to football, which we always kind of knew he was going to do. My hope for Luke was just that he would find happiness and peace and that he would be healthy moving forward, especially after all the concussions that he suffered. And I still worry about him long-term and hope that nothing bad happens to Luke Keekley. He's the same happy, fun Luke that we all got to see here in Carolina. Now, I wish we were still seeing him on the football field because when you look at the problems that they've had stopping the run the last couple of years, kind of correlate with Luke Keekley no longer being there at the linebacker position, but hopefully, as Phil Snow said this year, with the addition of Damian Wilson and Corey Littleton to go alongside 
with Shaq Thompson. He thinks they're going to be a lot stronger at linebacker. Corey and Shaq, both longtime friends. Darren Gant over there at Panthers.com had a really good article on those two and their friendship last week. So that's the hope. But the good thing about it is you can always come back home. We've seen Jordan Gross do it as he immediately retired, was out there on the sidelines as sideline reporter for the Carolina Panthers radio broadcast, stepped away, then came back to be a part of the radio broadcast after they removed Eugene Robinson from that post. And then we also got to see Jake DeLome step into the booth and be a part of it. We've seen Steve Smith, who seemed like he had an a relationship with this organization that was never going to be repaired, at least with the old ownership and the way things went down when he was let go and he got went down to Baltimore and it was blood and guts there that afternoon as he got his revenge against the Carolina Panthers. But Steve is always a Panthers guy. And now he does stuff with info network. And the last season he was there for preseason with Taylor Zarzer. And now he's back again this year for preseason. We've seen Mike Rucker do stuff. We've seen Kirk Coleman step in. We've seen, uh, a litany amount of former Carolina Panther players recently come back and be a part of the broadcast. And now we get to see Luke Keekley on the radio broadcast as, or listen to him really, as it was announced on Monday by the Carolina Panthers that he will be in the booth for six home games starting week one against the Browns, week four against the Cardinals, week five against 49ers, week seven against the Bucks, week 12 against the Broncos, and week 15 in the pseudo home game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then he'll get to a road trip to his hometown of Cincinnati in week nine against the Bengals as the Panthers and the fake Queen City get after it. And I just, I love to see him back here. I think it's great. And it's not, I guess, too much of a time commitment. It still allows him to stay close to the team, to be here in Charlotte locally and really to get his perspective. And, and that's the cool thing about it. Cause I don't, you don't really hear a lot of how Luke feels about the current state of the team. I know Joe person um, who works for the athletic covers the Carolina Panthers. He had an article on Luke that came out, I think a couple months ago, and that's pretty much all that you've heard from him. And we hear now from Greg Olson as he's now part of the number one broadcast team over at Fox until Tom Brady goes out over there and takes his job, unfortunately, but Greg's going to get to call Super Bowl. He does a great job. And I would love for Greg to be part of some of the, the Panther productions, if that's possible. And I know it not, doesn't look like it's going to be, but it's really awesome now to see someone like Luke Keekley who really felt like he left a lot sooner than any of us were expecting as we had that heartbreaking offseason of 2020 where Cam's gone, Luke's gone, and Greg's gone. And then, well, the pandemic happens and our lives were just flipped upside down. But now, two years later, things are gotten better. And fortunately, Luke Keekley's back in our lives and he'll be there alongside two of the other greats. In Panthers history, and Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome were right there in the Hall of Honor. And one day, Luke Keekley will also be up there with them. And, of course, with Steve Smith, who will be back again, as I mentioned, on the preseason broadcast. And uh, there's, I'm, I wonder, like, Trey Boston, as I'm thinking, like, and y'all let me know. Tweet at me, actually, in council. Let me know, like, which other ex-Panthers would you like to see potentially be a part of the broadcast moving forward? I mean, Kevin Donnelly is also one I should mention as well. He's been doing stuff for a long time, as he also has a role with North Carolina and Mac Brown staff. Um, I think as like a conduit with uh, relationships and all that, but still working with the Carolina Panthers. But who else would you like to see? I mean, Trey Boston, he did a lot of things locally with the Fox station. I think they're now called Queen City News or Fox 46, whatever they, whatever it is now. Um, but he used to do a lot of stuff with them. I guess he didn't fill in to be the weatherman over on Fox. He's got a great personality. And I saw him down there a couple weeks ago at the end of mandatory minicamp when they were doing the kind of the pseudo fan fest and other friends and family out there and former players. And it's always good to see 
mean, because Moose was there too, and maybe Moose is someone he's. I mean, when I was back at WFNZ producing for Kyle Bailey in the afternoons every Monday throughout the football season, we had Moose on the show for I think an hour or two. Why not get Moose involved? Like, like how cool would it be to have Moose and Smitty sitting down there? And I, there was, I remember, there's one at, there's one show that we had over at Top Golf, and we had Smitty and Moose sitting there, and it's just like my childhood like watching these two guys like reminisce and then talk about this team. How cool would it be if weekly, and this is a free idea, by the way, to the Panthers digital team. That does a fantastic job. It doesn't need my advice at all. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Like how cool would it be like every single week you got Jake Smitty and Moose sitting there previewing that week's game, talking about the old times. Like how great would that be to have more ex Panthers show up? I mean, Trey Boston, as I mentioned, I mean, would love to have more of Greg Olson if, since he's here locally. I mean, even Robin Harper, right? And who I've had on the show, he's more of a saint, but why not find a way to get him involved? So let me know if there's any ex-Panthers that you would love to see come back here and be a part of Panther broadcast in any sort of way, even if it's just kind of a mini thing they do week in and week out leading into that weekend's matchup. So... That's all I have for y'all today on this episode of Locked On Panthers. Again, we're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Please rate, review, subscribe on all your favorite podcasting platforms out there, and subscribe to the show on YouTube as we remain in off-season mode, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays here on the show. Soon enough, we'll be back to our weekly five days a week, and I think it'll be uh, the week of the 18th down there in July. So it's only like three weeks away. Where We'll be back to it the week before they head down to training camp in Spartanburg on the campus of Watford College for the 28th season of Carolina Panthers football. And hopefully it will be a winning season as we'll can talk more about it down the road. In the meantime, y'all stay happy, be safe as always keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday.